Don't get behind. It's time to unwind. A conversation purely designed with you in mind. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Peer Perspectives Podcast. As always, I'm Desiree. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Mia. And we hope you're having a superb day. Okay. Oh, I think you used that one once. Yeah, I might have. I think that's a repeat. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Repeat it. It's okay. It's, it's a good word. Yeah, it's cool. I am very excited about this topic because, you know, everybody got money. Everybody needs to manage their money. Some people do it better than others. So that's why we got a couple people here with us today talking about it because I'll be watching their stuff like, yeah, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, yeah, same. So today we have with us Chris and Alexis. Hi, you guys. Hello. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> All right. So if we can go ahead and we can get a little introduction to start off. So ladies first, Alexis, you want to give us a little introduction about yourself? Yeah. So uh, my name is Alexis. I graduated from UNCC in December of 2019. I majored in computer science and I concentrated in cybersecurity. So I currently work full time uh, as a cybersecurity analyst for a financial company. Woo, she sounds so that smart, sound like, y'all. That, that sounds nice. like money to me. <laughs> sounds nice. Sound like money to me. All right, Chris, if you like to give a little introduction. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm Chris. I'm originally from Raleigh. I graduated from UNC Charlotte. I um, got my finance degree. That's where I met you all. And uh, people don't know, but Alexa's actually my neighbor when I was like 10 and she was like 8. So, like, that's how I know her. Yeah, she told us about it. I yeah, was that like, was, oh, y'all was like knocking on the door asking for sugar. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was news to us, too. See, we didn't even know. Look how that worked. <laughs> so, you guys, we're going to get right into our topic right after this ad break. Y'all ready for movie night? Yes, let's get this popcorn popping. Wait, what popcorn? Girl, you didn't get no snacks? You had one job. I'm sorry. What are we going to do? Um, well, we need to get some popcorn. Well, I don't feel like going to the store. I'm sorry. I just can't. Oh, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Um, we can just go to the link through Pure Perspectives episodes. We can just order from Instacart. Oh, that's right. But wait. For some popcorn? That's not enough. $5 delivery? I'm sorry. Girl, all you got to do is add some chips, some brownies, some Oreos. We're going to be good to go. Yeah, not to mention it'll be here in less than an hour. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go to the episode notes of Pure Perspectives Podcast. Click the link. And, and then boom. Instant. All right, all right, all right. Let's, let's hurry up. Let's go. The movie's about to start. Yeah. Okay, so jumping right into the discussion, I know both of you said that you're working in finance or majored in finance. So what personally made you want to go into that field? Really, when I first started working, I was getting money that I'd never had before. Mm. So I was I was like, ooh, I'm getting these chips. <laughs> like, I'm about to go out. I'm about to go do right. this and that. And then, like... A few weeks, a few months passed by, and, like, I got one of those pay stubs where you can see, like, how much you've made to date. And that number did not reflect anything that I had in my bank account at the time. <laughs> yeah. So that really made me be like, hold on. Right. I need to chill out. Like, what's going on? So that made me want to, like, start budgeting and start planning out my finances more. Um, and then I got into, like, stocks and options and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, I got this money, so now I need to make it more money. So right. then I can live how I want to live and still have what I need to have at the end of the day. So... That's the dream. No. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Um, I did finance just because I was like, 
good at math. And then I, I was like, and I knew the world revolved around money. So I was like, I mean, I might as well do finance because it involves what I'm good at and what the world is really about. So Thanks. Uh, that's why I jumped into it. Then I kind of got into the educational aspect and like deeper into it when my homie asked me, like kind of about a business organizations I was in. And then he was asking me what we they teach. And I was like, I mean, mostly resume writing and like what they do in the interview. And he was like, why aren't they teaching like what to do with your actual money? I, was Not like, for I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's something we need to learn. Yeah, so we, he was like, let's start one. And so that's when we started educating college students on it. And then I was like, well, I feel like middle school and high school students would really benefit from this too. So that's when I started going back and giving it to middle schools and high schoolers. Because it's like, if I had that information, I was like 14, 15 years old. I'd be in a completely different position right now. Honestly. Nah, for real. Like, I don't understand why they teach everything else in school. But like, like you're not right. teaching about money. Exactly. Which is like what I'm going to eventually be working for. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. They want us to get this education that costs money, and they're not And not us. telling me what to do with <laughs> the money. <laughs> Y'all, it's so funny. I can randomly, like, I picture Chris and Alexis, like, doing math together. <laughs> Yo, I was really about to be like, so that yeah. street was the money street. <laughs> right. Okay. Like, they sit here knocking door like, what you get for problem number seven? <laughs> like, can we solve this? Okay. No, I don't know what they had in y'all's water. They was real. like, we finna make we some money have, around yeah. here. And it's, it's it's really crazy because so like we were neighbors way back then and then we both ended up at UNCC um, and now we both work in the financial field actually mm-hmm. for the same company yeah oh. um, which most people don't know <laughs> Dang. But, uh, I just work on like the IT side and uh-huh. he works more on the finance side but uh, I guess the roads are still leading yeah, right. crazy. yeah. That's boy crazy that was some good tap That's water y'all had full circle, <laughs> full circle. <laughs> look at look at that full circle oh that's that is really wild and so um, we know that y'all have some personal businesses. Do so you, you want to share a little bit about it? Chris, do you want to start with that? Uh, yeah, so Brett Winners was the main personal business that I jumped into. Um, what really was spreading that financial literacy and really getting it to college students and then eventually getting it to um, middle schoolers and high schoolers and things of that nature. Um, and then that's when I kind of like, as I got out of school, kind of started really wanting to do up for myself and started. Um, I'm a financial consultant at CIA right now, but I kind of realized that, dang, like, uh, they really, especially in the call center, they pretty much own your time because I'm constantly waiting on other people's hand and foot all day. And you can't do anything for yourself. You can't even really think. So that's what kind of got me into really looking at the way money flips. So now that's what got me into like the foreign exchange market and doing stock options and things like that. So that, that's what really, because I'm really very interested in the way money moves and mm-hmm. how you can actually mm-hmm. purchase more time with your money rather than just using your time to make money. We finna quote you on that one. Dang, I'm scared of you. <laughs> what about you, Alexis? Um, so I started learn with Lex because I'd have a lot of people reaching out to me like, so I want to do what you're doing. I want to learn to trade stocks. Like personally, even when I was a kid, we used to, I, we used to eat out all the time. So mm-hmm. my mom, and we would always go to McDonald's because it was closest to the Facts. house. And <laughs> Jasmine so, knew all about that. Dollar <laughs> menu only. Exactly. So we would end up at McDonald's and my mom, we'd be in the drive-thru and she would always be like, I need to buy stock at McDonald's. Like we, we giving them too much money. For real. And I never really understood what that meant. Mm-hmm. Um, but she never actually did it. Mm-hmm. So I went back recently and I did the math. Like if I was like, 10 or 11 when she was saying this and she would have bought stock at McDonald's, which is trading at like over $200 a share right now. Mm-hmm. Um, back then it was like 40, $50 a share. So had what? she bought stock and just let it sit mm-hmm. and gave it to me or even just, she just still had it right now. Right. Like, mm-hmm. She'll be doing okay with that McDonald's. Wait, stock. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, and then that brought me to the question, like, okay, pe- most people don't even know where to go to buy stock. Like, mm-hmm. they don't realize it's as simple as open a little account, put some money in, boom, boom. Right. Like, mm-hmm. you can you can shop on Fashion Nova, you can buy stock. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. 
Um, so I wanted to start Learn With Legs just to really help people learn how um, to do the simple things like that and to be able to grow and learn new things about the financial world that they don't teach us at school because right. they don't. They and, don't. And it's sad. Even if it's taxes or budgeting or credit, mm-hmm. like I didn't know what credit I was. I was confused no. when I had to start figuring stuff out on my own. I'm like, what is mm-hmm. this? Like, what are all these numbers? Exactly. And so, <laughs> and then once I got my finances in order, that's what really pushed me to like, okay, yeah, I need to help other people. Yeah. Um, Cause if I can do it, anybody can do it. It's not hard. Yeah. yeah. Just Stocks is like a foreign yeah. word. <laughs> I will say Alexis does make it simple. I follow her Instagram page. I'll be Girl. looking at all the stories. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, you did I'll be like, okay. yeah, I'll be like, oh, we going, we going to go invest in this today. Okay. Let me. For real. So oh she God. makes it simple. Cause same thing. Like, I don't know about, like my parents don't own stocks. Like I didn't come from that type of background. Like my family isn't like stock invested type family mm-hmm. so <laughs> i don't know what else to call it <laughs> so like i don't that's all foreign to me and it's like especially being our age we have so much to figure out like i talked in previous episode how i'm first gen high school and college graduate so it's like i'm trying to figure out college then i'm trying to figure out my finances to put myself through college mm-hmm. so it's a lot so i i like that y'all both are you know helping people mm-hmm. that honestly wouldn't know otherwise right. yeah definitely so how do you come up with a budget and like, what would you say the main categories are your, of your budget are for right now? I'm trying to get to where I'm at a 70, 30 budget, which is, which means like 30% of my income and everything coming in will go to my expenses, food and living out and whatever I want to do. Um, and then 70% is invested, which is very like rigorous Ooh. and it's, it's a, it's an aggressive. Why I think she was going it's an aggressive um, approach, but I haven't got there yet because life. But um, once you can really see how much your money can grow when you invest for a real. lot more of it and you know what you're doing and you know where to put it to make it so you're getting 500 to a thousand percent returns. So mm-hmm. that's to say, like, for those that aren't that good at math, if I invest a thousand dollars right now and I get a hundred percent or 500 percent, if I get a 500 percent return in a year from now, mm-hmm. that one thousand dollars return to five thousand dollars. And so I'm trying to implement a strategy into my life where I'm investing 70 percent. So that way, those 500 percent returns. Yeah. Right. They, I'm not going to work. For any, yeah. I'm right. not going to work for anyone else yeah. ever again in Whew. five to six years. Boy, um, you hear it? That's what I'm but, trying to do. But oh, it, sounds, it sounds like, oh, no, I can't, 70%. And a lot yeah. of people are scared of the market, especially if you come from, like, a um, a minority family, like, because mm-hmm. I'm half black mm-hmm. and half white. So my black family, they're like, the stock market. Yeah, yeah. Risky, girl. We lost a lot of money, but that's because people were putting money in other people's hands, mm-hmm. and you can't trust other people with Facts. your money. Like, my money is in my hands. Yes, it's in the market, but the market has never failed to recover from a crash. Mm-hmm. Every time we crash, we go right back up. We crashed in March, and right now the stock market is, is higher than it was before March. Yeah. So um, it's rigorous, but start small. That's my advice because yep. um, I sound like – Oh, she's crazy. No, nah, <laughs> no way. I'm like, gonna say you kind of had me because we were gonna mention the 50, 30, 20 budgeting rule. You said 70 percent. that out the wall. But, but in, in, <laughs> so I have a free guide for people that want to start investing, and in that I show how you can start small, mm-hmm. um, even if it's like 20, 30, whatever the other number is. Mm-hmm. I can't do it in my head right now. But <laughs> um, 50. That's what yes. it is. <laughs> even if you're starting small like that, because a lot of people have different expenses like um, student loans, oh, all gosh. of that. And that's something Somebody going to forgive those. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're going to pray. So, right. Somebody going to forgive me on my student um, loans. So start small, even if it's 10% that you can invest or 5%, mm-hmm. whatever, like, 
money you can put away, do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, ain't gonna lie. I, was, I was having trouble budgeting at first, honestly, just because, like, even when you set your budget, it's like little things come up. Like, you can't control life. You know? So mm-hmm. I started, like, just kind of looking at the places where I really didn't need to, didn't have to spend that money. Like, I had a budget, like, except for clothes each month. And it's kind of like, bro, like, I don't even wear all the clothes. Like, <laughs> so I didn't really know I had to. I haven't purchased clothes in a minute. I stopped purchasing shoes as much. I mean, I, I just had, I felt like those things, I started looking at where I really could lower it down. If I was drinking, uh, drinking alcohol and stuff like that, like looking where I could lower things like that. So I really recently just been minimizing, like cutting my expenses as much as possible. I actually moved home for a little bit because I want to leave my job soon. I moved home for a little bit so I could cut that rent expense. That's thing crazy like i've been looking at oh that would be like, so wow. nice right. <laughs> i bet you're getting a nice home-cooked meal too mm. yeah it's gonna be so, like it, it cut my expenses in so many areas and then a lot of that well, now a lot of that money is going back to investing in myself investing in the courses i bought a lectures course so it's a lectures course uh investing in other people's course investing i don't have a problem buying a book because i know that's investing into myself Facts. So mm-hmm. i'm putting it in other investments in the businesses and things i do whether it be breadwinners whether it be in stock options, work, things like that. So reinvesting that money into things that, into assets rather than liabilities, honestly. Like, um, not everybody's going to be able to stick to a certain percentage, though it does, it definitely helps have a percentage, but just really try to start putting it more into assets. Yeah, I think, like, early on, that's kind of what stressed me out is, like, like looking at those numbers, like these percentages of what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be putting away. And it's kind of like, okay, but I have to buy this. So am I not able to treat myself? Like, am mm-hmm. I not able to go out and have fun? So I think a lot of people can get overwhelmed or stressed out by the idea of budgeting or trying to save or putting money to the side for investing. Um, so what advice do you have for those people who may not be making the amount of money that they probably need to be to be doing those things? So, in my experience, be realistic with not only yourself, but like your other self too. Cause mm-hmm. there's two of, there's two of all of us. Like we yeah. can sit in here and write down that we are only going to do this mm-hmm. and we're only going to do that. And then eight o'clock com- comes <laughs> and like your girlfriend calls right. and you like, Hey, you want to go out? Like, yeah. and you like, Ooh. You're like yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's oh wait, girl, I need okay. a, I need a fit. I need this. I need that. So like, you have to you have to find the middle between those two mm-hmm. people. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's the hardest part. Like even for me, sometimes I'm like, oh, I really want to go do this. I really want to go get crab legs today, but <laughs> you know what? That thirty dollars that could buy me something that's going to pay me. Yeah. So learning to spend your money um, where your money will grow mm-hmm. instead of spending money where it's going to just go away right. and not mm-hmm. come back. That's the that's the biggest key. Pe- most people think, well, if I put thousand dollars into the stock market they think that that money is gone like that money is not going anywhere that's your money and you own part of that company Mm -hmm. so like even if okay hard times came and say you invested a little too much okay you're gonna go sell whatever stock you bought and you're gonna take your money back out Mm -hmm. like i just think of it as another form of a savings account with a higher rate of return that's gonna pay me way more than a savings account like Mm -hmm. you can put twenty thousand in a regular savings account with a one percent return mm-hmm. and that is gonna get you what two hundred dollars a year maybe if my math is right. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. And that's nothing maybe. and that's twenty thousand. We don't got twenty thousand yeah. dollars coming out of college. Like Mm-mm. you put a thousand dollars and you're gonna get some pennies on yeah. a dollar yeah. every year. But if you put that thousand in the market, say in a company that's generating twenty, forty percent returns a year, your money's gonna grow right. by itself. And you don't even have to do nothing but let it sit there. Just sit there. <laughs> let it grow. And most and what people don't know is most companies pay dividends as well. So for each share that you own of a company, mm-hmm. they'll pay you a percentage. 
So right now, like on top of my head, um, there's a company called 3M. They make like tape, scotch, um, oh, yeah. scotch tape when you're doing Christmas time. And you, <laughs> they make that. And <laughs> they do a bunch of other stuff. But right, they're a dividend king because they've been paying their dividend for the past 40 something years. They haven't missed a year and they always up it each year. Mm-hmm. They pay a dollar and 47 cents per share that you own. Oh. Their trading price right now is, I think, $169 a share or something like that. So let's say you buy 10 shares. It's going to cost you, what, $1,000, $1,200, whatever. Um, but you're going to get a dollar per share four times a quarter. So that's $100, $100, $100, $100. That's $400 a year. Money in the bank. That you're just right. getting. And then if you reinvest, so you can turn on this thing called DRIP, which mm-hmm. is Dividend Reinvestment Program. If you turn on DRIP, that money automatically reinvests and buys you more shares which then gets you more dividends, which buys you more shares, which gets you more, and it compounds. She make it, Next, see, you see how simple she making it right. sound? Like, I, I feel like I could do that. Like, let me go. Next thing you know, you're getting $4,000 checks from 3M for doing nothing. And then you turn off drip. Then you let them share sit, and you start collecting them checks. Mm. That boy. Look, we getting ready to have to go Yeah, we don't talk after this. Oh, my gosh. What about you, Chris? What advice would you give people who are stressing and feeling overwhelmed? Uh, I would probably say write out like the things you actually want in life, like the goals, like some of the life goals you think you want and the desires that you want. Um, and write out probably like your why, like why are you wanting to do all those things? Cause I feel like once you really take a look at those things that you really want in life and why you want those things, it'll, you'll actually start looking at the things that you're, that are making it so overwhelming. Cause really, I feel like every, like most, not everybody, but like, like some, a lot of people do have like a little bit of extra money. Mm-hmm. But it's just really what that what is that extra money going towards? Going towards things that you don't need, or is it going towards things that you invest in yourself? Like Alex talking about, like things that'll pay you in the, in the future. You know? So if you really look at the things that you, if you wrote out the things that you really desired in life and and why you really desire those things, it will be a little bit easier for you to make those decisions that and make that sacrifice like Alex is talking about for yourself for those things that you actually really want. I would say like. Write out those things that you have and write it out somewhere where you can look at it. Get a journal. Write it out somewhere where you can look at it. So next time you are on the website about to purchase uh, that new dress that you might not need or that new shoes that you might not need, you can look at those things. Yeah, I'm not really the plan that I want to have. I, I agree. I definitely think that during this year, 2020, I feel like Corona really showed a lot of people like th- that extra income they could have because we were forced to sit in the house. So, mm-hmm. you know, you weren't spending money, you know, on trips, on Hopefully y'all not on clothes, but I say that and I was spending money on clothes. <laughs> nah, before like, I might as well buy it me. now since I'm not buying other things. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized because I had I had such extra like influx of money, which I wish I would have chatted with y'all and maybe I could have you know put that to good use. <laughs> but at the at the same time, um, like you said, if you think about your long term goals, I think that'll really you know. set it into stone and help you be like, I want to achieve this. Because if I have a goal that I want to achieve, I hit it every single time. Mm -hmm. But on a regular basis, it's so difficult for me to like, you know, put this money aside, Mm -hmm. you know, for savings. And yeah, for me, I... I've recently just like created an Excel sheet so I can see like mm-hmm. what's coming out. And so then like whenever she was mentioning how she does the 70 30, you can actually kind of see like, okay, well, this month, this amount is coming out each month. So I need to like make sure I'm budgeting for this or like the subscriptions that I have that mm-hmm. are automatic each month. Like I yeah. want to know. Yeah, you know it, that's coming yeah. out. Coming every those month, subscriptions yeah. will come out and they yes. don't care. They will overdraft you. Right. They will overdraft you so fast. Yeah. Apple be the worst one. 
and Apple Music be coming through hitting you at your <laughs> lowest point. They do not care. They say, I'm getting that. Okay. Right. <laughs> I like what, you that little receipt. I like what Mia said about like knowing where your money is going because I follow somebody else on Instagram and she kind of talks about like like having a plan for literally every single dollar that you make. Because I know for me, I'll be like, okay, I want to save this much. But it's like, what are you saving for? Like, I feel like if you have an idea of mm-hmm. what that money is for, then you're more likely to stick to your plan as opposed to just being like, okay, I'm going to put this away for whatever. And it's kind of like, okay, if it's for whatever, whatever I'm going to take it out. <laughs> yeah. So to, to help with that, um, I have an Excel spreadsheet that does the same, that shows my income and then it shows all my bills. Um, and then like, I try to budget out like, if I'm going to use, uh, I'm going I'm to spend 300 on food this week or not this week, this month. <laughs> I was going to say, girl, where are you eating? She eating them crab legs every night. <laughs> this month, I'm going to spend that on that. So then um, having multiple accounts is like a, a deal breaker. So it makes mm-hmm. it so much easier because if you have your check automatically rerouted, so like my check is coming, okay, I already know that I'm putting 500 in savings or 200, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I My company does that like the check goes there automatically. So it doesn't come to me. It mm-hmm. goes to that savings account mm-hmm. or it goes to that brokerage account. And then, so in my mind, I already know, well, I don't have this money to spend because it's yeah. not coming. That's, to my, yeah, I'm okay, not going to see it. Anyway. I'm not going to yeah. see it. So I'm just, might as well just let it go. Right. When so you have that responsibility, you're like, do I really need to add that? This I know month? because exactly. when I be, when I personally have to transfer to my savings account, I'll be like, am I sure I want to do this much? <laughs> or sometimes I'll be in really good moods. I'll be like, transfer the whole check. <laughs> and then I'll be sitting there. Real good mood. Look, then a week later, yeah. I'll be like, let me take Literally, I've I've done that to myself so many times. I'll be like, transfer the whole check, and then literally a week later, I bet, oh my god, like I I do have to pay my phone bill. Like, what? And you only get like I think mine is like you only get like six from your savings, yeah, like you transfer it back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah they're gonna shut that savings account they down. Ah, uh-uh. why you already put it? In. Yeah, I don't get I don't get too overexcited there because once I put it in, like I don't want to touch that. So yeah, like yeah. I'm not gonna be like oh. Let me be overzealous and move all this money because if I got to take it back out, yeah. I'm going to be pissed off. I've yeah. done it because I like seeing them numbers go higher. I'll be mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah, put that whole thing Seeing it come back out stresses me out yeah. more because I just be like, all girl, why you have time. to do that? Like, this is my savings, not my check. Right. I, I remember I used to talk to Jasmine. I'd be like, yeah, I got to take this out my savings, but I'm going to put double back next week. No, like, for real. Like, if I take something out, like, in my head, I'm like, it. okay, yeah, now you have to double replace that because you shouldn't have did that. Mm-hmm. Like, you should have planned better, like, your trip. And that's why that's why it's so key having multiple accounts. Even if you have like two savings accounts and mm-hmm. two um, checking accounts, mm-hmm. what, have one checking account. If you have your little Excel sheet, you know how much all your bills are. Mm-hmm. Have it so that that amount, maybe plus a little more, just in case something crazy, your, light bill, your light bill a little high or something, <laughs> have that account just for bills. Mm-hmm. So all that money that goes in there is only for bills. You don't touch it. You don't even, you cut the debit card up. You yeah. don't even touch that account. You just do your little auto pay, boom, boom. Yeah. And then your other account, which will be your checking account, which is like where, where your debit card is and whatever, your your leisure spending money, that's what goes in there. And when you see when that number is low, like, because mm-hmm. it's going to be low. It, <laughs> if you look at it separately, low. it's going to be low. Um, then you're going to think twice about, ooh, I really don't need to go out and get drinks. I yeah. really don't need to buy. I got groceries. I got food at the house. That type of thing. So Let me pull that chicken out the fridge. Oh, so, <laughs> exactly. so you've kind of already been touching on it, but do you have an emergency fund on top of your savings account? And why would it be important, like, you know, to have this emergency fund plus your actual savings? Like I just said, I, I have, like, a few different um, places I save my money. So, like, just because, like, I know in the the debit card I use, I know that money is extremely accessible. Like, I have no problem going and, and swipe, swipe. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, it's nothing. Like, I can open that app and do it anytime. So, 
that's why I have another savings account where it's kind of like, okay, well, I got to transfer that. That's going to take at least a day or two to get over there. <laughs> it be, and it don't even be worth it at that point. <laughs> exactly. You feel me? So, like, I can just, I do have another uh, savings account. Then also, just having different accounts, like, um, like, let's just talk about your Roth, uh, having these different investment accounts. Like, I have a Roth IRA that I try to give money to yeah. um, each month as well. I, I opened up a few brokerage accounts recently as well. Just because I just I feel like you should have money growing in different places, especially mm-hmm. maybe it might be different investments. I opened up a dividend account recently recently because of, like Alexis talking about that's a great way to uh, have income when you have going on later so I really do believe in having the uh, different accounts where you can have money I got accounts for different reasons I got my checking where my money is accessible I got my savings um, I have another savings account with TIAA where it's a little bit less accessible but if I really needed to get to it I could get to it yeah I'm gonna have my Roth IRA where I can where I'm putting growing my money that's that's reducing your taxable um Reducing your taxable income each year, putting putting money into your Roth IRA, as well as that money. Work well when you're putting money in a Roth IRA, you're also taking advantage of us being in a low tax bracket right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually, uh, that we're going to take that money out tax free. So a lot of really everybody our age should be taking advantage of a Roth IRA right now because yeah. we can all take advantage of being in a low tax bracket. Mm-hmm. And then later when we get older, we can take that money out tax free instead of trying to put money into. Uh, um, Maybe a, tr- a traditional RA. You can't have that too, but the only thing with the traditional RA is when we try to take it out later in life, we're going to be in a higher tax bracket, going to have higher income. Yeah. Um. So th- I got that Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Um. I got it through brokerage accounts as well as my dividend account where I put where I put in funds. They just have kind of different functions of what I'm trying to do because I know I am trying to build wealth for myself, and I do. I feel as though it is important to have these different accounts. Yeah, I love to check on my Roth IRA. I'll be looking at it like, ooh, each month. Hey, <laughs> I'm not touching you, but hey. I'm weak. <laughs> what about you, Alexis? So I definitely. Right, bruh, I'm sorry. I'm with Jasmine. I'm, I'm over here, here just like in and I'm, awe. I'm like, hearing all the words that y'all are saying. And at the same time, I'm literally just sitting here like in awe. Like I agree. And it's so different because like I said, when I say I wasn't raised into that at all, like I literally came in blind. Like no one taught me anything like I had to teach myself all about credit, and my credit score is phenomenal right now. So, future husband, if you listen in that thing <laughs> popping right now, um, I, <laughs> but also I have to teach myself all of that. So, hearing y'all talk about all these big things, I'm like, ooh, I got more learning to do. Right. Like, I just feel like it's such a learning curve. Mm-hmm. Like, if you know nothing, like going from knowing nothing to like having all these accounts that y'all are talking about and actually understanding what's going on with them, like I feel like it's such a learning curve, and I think that's what kind of like stops me. Yeah, sometimes. it scares me because it's. Like, do I have time to learn all of this? But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, like, if it's important to you, if you're serious mm-hmm. about building wealth for yourself and for your future self and your family and whatever it may be, like, you like, you got time. I'd be sitting on the couch watching Netflix. If I can sit on the couch and watch Netflix, like, I can take the time to do this. It's just about, like, sitting there and being like, okay, like, you need to get it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just the aspect of, like, it's your money. Yeah. Right? Like, because yeah. I don't play about that. Right. So I need it's to get like, serious. <laughs> Man, it's it's crazy, but definitely like I'm I'm open to learning, so you know I'm a I'm a learn it. <laughs> I'm catching all the knowledge. Right, I'm right. Too. I'm sitting here listening hard. Like I'm glad we recording all of this. <laughs> <laughs> 
So um, on my end, it's definitely important to have an emergency fund. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be number one in my eyes before you even start investing or if you want to split it in half. But when you're doing your little pie chart of your your, uh, expenses and blah, 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 your emergency fund needs to be in that. And I think a lot of people, like older people, especially we're fresh out of college. So Mm -hmm. but people who have been working for a few years um, when Corona started, I think they realized like, I don't got no money and mm-hmm. I just got laid off. I just got fired. I don't have nothing like, you know, and so have they had an emergency fund? Um, I recommend starting with six months and then you can taper down. So then you don't have to contribute as much, but you need to have six months worth of your expenses in an emergency fund that you do not touch. That's literally for emergencies. Yeah. So that's like, OMG, I lost my job. Rent is due. F- it's not, the bill's not going to stop just because mm-hmm. your job no stops. The checks sure stop, not. but the bills never stop. Yeah. Um, and preserving your credit means you're going to have to pay those bills. Mm-hmm. So in order to be able to be in a position to do that, having an emergency fund is like super key. Um, and just to, like Chris said, I'll say what accounts I have. 10 out of 10 recommend a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a retirement account on top of a retirement account. Because like he said, there's no taxes. And what people don't know, you can trade stocks and you can trade options within a Roth IRA. So you can buy options that are a year, two years out. And options give you the ability to make more money than you would with less capital up front than buying regular shares of a stock. Oh, snap. Um, you can start playing with Well, I'm going to pull out a notebook and just start mm-hmm. writing. And um, so the Roth IRA, I think you can contribute up to $6,000 a year. So I definitely, so after my emergency fund is good, like I got my six months and I, I, I add to it each month, but not not as, as much. much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I max out my Roth IRA each year just because it's tax-free. You might yeah. as well. Like yeah. that's six, if, if you can save $6,000, put it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, once you have your emergency fund, though, <laughs> and and then um, then I have my traditional IRA, which I don't really could, I I use it, but not too much because like I, the taxes afterwards. So I'm not I have a four one k, so I'm not really worried about I'm gonna get taxed later on that. Mm-hmm. So um, and then I have an individual brokerage account. I have two of those, so one for trading, and then I have one for my dividend um, plays that I'm gonna hold a long time because they're just gonna keep paying me. So definitely, you definitely want to have separate accounts just so. Like like Jasmine said earlier, you really don't know where this money is going. You're trying to save it, but you don't know what you're saving it for. This is a way to know where you're what mm-hmm. you're saving for. So like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I'm saving this 200 so I can put it in here because I know when I'm 59 and a half and it's time to check out. <laughs> and I'm I'm not doing that. Hopefully, y'all check out before then. But yeah. if if we wait until 59 Lord and a half, willing. I'm checking out with a check. Like, <laughs> and it's no taxes. Um, so just having multiple accounts, um, writing down all your expenses every month. Do it. Go. Download on your phone your little um, bank statement and highlight every single thing that you bought. Every single Ooh, thing. Girl, I would be so mad at myself. <laughs> no, and, and that's the reality that you have to you have to face. Like, mm-hmm. why did I do this? Why did I spend fifty yeah, dollars like, in yourself. Target and I only went for one thing? Like, you have to do that. Um, and once Come you face <laughs> once you face that reality, you're gonna be like, nope, I'm not going to Target today. Well, I'm not stepping. I don't foot. even need that thing that bad because I know I'm gonna buy. It. 10 other things. Mm-hmm. So once you face those things and then you break down where your money's going, you'll be like, yep, nope. Yeah, People are going to ask you to go out. You'll be like, nope. nope. My friends hate me right now because I don't nope. want to do nothing. <laughs> they got to drag me out. I didn't even want to go out for my birthday. They had to drag me out. So, no, I, I really, yeah, that's, I like what you, you guys both said because honestly, like, oh, I got hit hard this year because like everybody knows I bartend. So when the world shut down, there were no bars. Like, first of all, that was ridiculous. But I had my savings account good, but I had no emergency fund. So it got to the point where it was like, okay, like, how am I going to start paying these bills? Like, once my money in my actual checkings account was, you know, depleted, 
and I was online shopping for no reason. I don't know it. Y'all, I, I cope with stress through online shopping. It's really bad. But and then on top of that, I had to get new tires for my car. It was just, I don't know. I felt like a lot was hitting at once. And so I ended up having to go into my savings. I dig, dug a hole in my savings. And I really, oh, I regret that so much. But it's okay because we about to come back up and stack it back up. Period. But yeah, so I don't know. But I need that. I need to go print and highlight. I think that should be something me, Desiree, and Jasmine should all do this Boy, week. Boy, that thing is going to stress and highlight <laughs> out. I don't even want to look at that because, like, I feel like. Really, what gets me is food. Oh, because yeah. like I don't like cooking, and like when I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to cook and wait, and I'm probably not even gonna be hungry by the time I finish. Like no, I want to <laughs> go to McDonald's, go to Wendy's, get some food, and eat. Like I don't have time for all this. So that's really what's gonna mm-hmm. get me and looking at and seeing all them little <laughs> food purchases coming out. I'm the, I'm the same way, and then I did what I what I just told y'all to do, and I saw like an outrageous number, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> And then so like once you get once you see that number, know in your mind like that's a number that I can use to make more money right. or to, to save for a rainy day. Um and I'm the same way. I hate I don't cook. Like <laughs> if we if we eat in the house, it's because like God. <laughs> no, like, and so I had to start figuring out ways. Okay, so I'm going to go to the grocery store, but I know I'm not about to be in the kitchen. So let me get some TV dinners. Let yeah. me get some stuff I can put in the microwave. A little sandwich. Me, right, look, but I eat way. peanut butter and jellies like every other day for lunch. I'm working from home. Girl, so I'm like, it's no point in me going out. Going out to get food to come back to your house. Exactly. Like, no. And I was like, this is not going to work. So I might as well just save this extra money and then I can invest it or I can just save it. Like, right. And I'll have it. Because mm-hmm. when the world opened back up, girl, I'm ready to... T- we ready to go out. Right. We ready to party, and we gonna have it because we've been saving and stacking well, like it's stack season. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, so I know y'all kind of mentioned a little bit before about y'all's investing. Is there a certain application that you use to invest, or one that you recommend? Yeah, yeah. For like, give me beginners. all the recommendations. Beginner, beginners, like semi beginners. Yes. <laughs> Beginning. Uh, Personally, for an actual investment account, like I do my options on Robinhood, but for if you're doing an investment account, I would say like go to a more reputable broker uh, because you eventually you eventually have large amounts of money. And I don't really feel comfortable keeping large amounts of money on Robinhood just because they had any issues in the past. Right, they just had something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was about to say, I was like, I've heard some things. Yeah, about I was I was about to get missing on them because yeah, I'm not I, playing with I, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't had yeah, that much money yeah. to be worried about with Robin Hood, but it's in there, so. <laughs> yeah, I would say like a TD Ameritrade. I also, I'm a fan of interactive brokers now because they uh, they give you uh, the ability to purchase fractional shares, which is like a fractional shares where you can actually say Amazon stock is like $3,000 right now. You can be, Not everybody has that to spend on it, but putting $30 in Amazon <laughs> stock is better than probably buying like a, a Snapchat not stock because yeah, Snapchat went crazy just past week. Mm-hmm. Um, but right normally before that, Snapchat was hovering around at the same price for a really long time. You know, so having thirty dollars in Amazon is probably a better investment because even though Amazon is that larger investment, Amazon is going up. Like mm-hmm. that's why three thousand dollars because it's been going up so much. So, um, interactive brokers gives you that that chance to take fractional shares of like the, these larger companies like Amazon, and Tesla, Apple. Um, Microsoft to Google, so I'm a fan of uh, that broker as well. Um, currently, see Ameritrade Interactive. I would say get get more of a, a reputable broker if you're doing your investment. Uh, you're doing uh, um, options. Um, Robinhood is a good learning platform, though, because that's very simple. 
And even if you just wanted to start out, you can start on Ravel Hood, but I don't recommend You heard it here. He don't recommend it. <laughs> Time to go move my stuff. Right. I'm sitting here like, dang, I started out on Robin Hood. I second, I second that because I also started out on Robin Hood because it was easy. Yeah. I did not want to switch to so like... Maybe a month ago. Recently, I just made the switch. I took everything out of Robinhood. This was right before they got hacked. So, like, I'm glad. Cause, but I I knew that they were getting hacked because somebody kept logging into my account. So, I had to turn oh. on two-factor authentication. I don't know why they have it on. Y'all know I work in cybersecurity. <laughs> right. I don't talk about that. Real right. Right. And, and I got a notification. And it was like, somebody's trying. I'm like, hold on. I got too much money in here nah, for that. For so, y'all to be playing. I changed my password. It. And I put on two-factor. And I kept getting those text messages. What's the code? I'm like, who is trying to get it? Oh I said, God. oh, no. Oh, no. I got to go. So um, I took everything out of Robinhood, and I use TD Ameritrade now. Um, like Chris said, they don't have fractional shares. But if you're going to, like, start out, just get you an individual account and get um, a Roth IRA with TD Ameritrade. Those are the two, like, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. The user interface is a little different. They have a platform called Thinkorswim, which is integrated with TD Ameritrade. Um, that looks crazy. Like, you're going to look at that and be like, oh, no. Um, so you, even if you're trying to trade options on it, it's very, like the user interface is difficult. It's not Robinhood Mm -hmm. at all. Once you get it, you got it. Like I know it now. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it way more. My orders get filled right away. Mm -hmm. I don't have to wait for Robinhood to drop the price up and pay them extra dollars. Like, no, I'm not waiting on none of that. Um, and they also have 24 seven live support. You can't call Robinhood. That's what like, the issue with like the hacks and stuff was too, because people trying to get in touch like, with them and they I don't got. got t- let's say I got ten thousand dollars in Robinhood, I can't call them. So like my money's gone, and I'm who am I supposed to call? You can only email them. Probably. You can email them. Oh but, no, that ain't gonna work. We're for not me. gonna go. I'm not putting my money nowhere. I can't call and check on. Right, them. it's probably a little robot with a little script. Exactly. Uh-uh. So I um, but TD Ameritrade, you can call them. They have live classes that will teach you how to use it. But what most people don't know is they have another app. It's not Thinkorswim, and it's just called TD Ameritrade. Trade. And the interface is simple. Like you buy the stock, you press buy, and it's, it's as easy as Robinhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not like trying to look at charts and stuff all day, and you're just a passive investor, you you putting your dividends in there. You know, mm-hmm. it's easy. It's it's good, and um, I recommend that like ten out of ten. They're okay. they're great. No, what to download? Period. You so know what to delete? Yeah, oh, right, yeah. Yeah. girl. Like I got to get up out my, of there. My little baby funds on there. Ain't nobody hacking me. Um. <laughs> oh, and to, one more thing to touch on what Chris said about fractional shares. Um, if you another uh, thing that I recommend, another application is called M1 Finance. They have these little things called pies, investing pies. So they're pre-created. So it might have like Tesla, Apple, Google, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you ju- you can invest fractionally into them. So you could put it on automatic every Monday or every whatever. And you might want to look at the market, though, to see like when stuff is down, you don't want to buy when it's high. Mm-hmm. So when the market is red and everybody's sad, they just lost a lot of money. That's when you take your funds you've been sitting on and you go buy. Mm-hmm. And then once everything goes back up, you're gonna be happy. You're gonna be and right. you can invest fractionally, so fractionally. And um here for it. Yeah. Here so I know one thing that, you know, is puts a lot of people off from investing is that they say it's like such a time consuming task. So what do you guys feel about this? And if so, is it still, you know, worthwhile for those with busy schedules to set aside the time to actually invest? I used to say the same thing. I don't have time to do this. I don't have, look, we have, we all have time in our day that mm-hmm. we spend doing nothing. I can go to your screen time on your phone. Ooh, It'll nope. expose you. <laughs> don't read me. <laughs> right. It'll yeah. expose about you. That now. Yeah, we don't mention that. Uh-uh. And it, it exposed me. I, I was like, oh my God. Like, there's <laughs> no way. So even if you just take half of the time you spend scrolling or, mm-hmm. and if you're going to scroll, follow people that are going to like boost 
boost your financial literacy. Like, mm-hmm. I, I changed my whole timeline. I didn't unfollow people. But, like, on Twitter, I muted a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And I followed a whole bunch of people that talk about stocks, talk about stuff I'm interested in. So when I am when I am sitting here, like, scrolling, scrolling. all day, You're learning. I'm still learning something and be like, let me go check this out real quick. They said mm-hmm. this. So, um, but there is definitely time. Or even if, like Jasmine said, she liked to watch Netflix. I do, too. I watch my shows. I like watching shows, like, twice. So that's a <laughs> lot of time. More like three. <laughs> right. I'll say I'm already. Back. That's a lot of time that I spend. But so what I'll be doing in the background, I'll be half paying attention, but I'll still be researching or typing mm-hmm. something up or looking at a company. Um, you, you make time for what you think is right. important. Yeah, you do. Um, and if your finances and your future and your taking care of your kids' kids is important to you, then you'll you find time. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, it doesn't really have to be time consuming because you don't uh you don't necessarily have to be this person who's out here trying to find next best stock, trying to keep up whether your the stocks you have is good. Like you can honestly just invest in like an index fund, and then an index fund is going to especially just a passive form of investing. So index fund, especially just a fund that's gonna uh, follow what it, one of these indexes such as the S and P five hundred. So the S and P five hundred is basically just the 500 best companies in uh, in the U.S. So if you put it into an S&P 500 index fund, it's literally going to follow the value of those companies. And over time, over the past 100 years, like the return on those have been like 9.8% yearly. So if you didn't want to take the time to do that, you could just invest in that fund. And the S&P 500 is literally is being balanced out by if one of these companies is doing bad, there's multiple companies that are doing good that's continuing to allow it to go go up higher. And eventually, if those companies continue to do bad, they literally kick them out of the 500 companies and they put in a better company. So that's literally a passive form of investing where you wouldn't have to uh, pay attention to all the time. And then if you did have only just a little bit of time looking for those few companies, you could get like an index fund in it. Um, you get uh, index fund is like the baseline of your portfolio, and then you could get like a few companies that you did research. Like if you really did like that, you could have like that's on the outside of it, or like Apple things that you do believe in, so that it is it doesn't take as much time following all these companies and following your whole portfolio. And uh, you can also look into like I went ahead like even as much as I know about finance, I found somebody that I genuinely trust and I know and a financial advisor. And I started investing with him because I know, because I know it's some, I mean, I wouldn't, if it does just go out here, you just see somebody on Instagram and just start investing with him. But I know this person, this dude personally, I've been to his house, I've met his family, like I know his values and things like that. Um, and it's somebody that I can call on at any time, ask him questions about it. I was on the phone with him for like 30, 60 minutes last night, talking to him about um, the stock market and things like that. Like it's somebody, it's literally, because you're really basically paying somebody one, one, 1.5% of your portfolio, but really, if they're advancing your portfolio at 9, 10% a year, that's really a small fraction. Yeah, it's worth it. You're also, getting, you're also getting the knowledge of somebody who's uh, literally been doing this for a long time. The dude's like 20 years older than me, you know, so he has a wealth of knowledge that I haven't even tapped into yet, mm-hmm. as well as he's keeping me from making mistakes that I probably would make on my own because I can either call him and talk to him beforehand or he sees me doing it in my portfolio and he'll call me and tell me. So if you're getting that what the knowledge is keeping you to make these mistakes. Um, and it's just, it's really honestly worth investing in a financial advisor at, at a certain point. Because at a certain point, you may want to be like, hey, I'm good now. I can I want to take my portfolio and go somewhere else. But you've had that uh, person that you could call on to and that what the knowledge that you could tap into, person keeping you from making those same mistakes. My mom always says, it's better to learn from other people's mistakes rather than having to make them for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Look, y'all Your need mama to have a little preaching. <laughs> y'all need to have a little elective at UNC Charlotte. Okay. No, honestly, <laughs> they about to bring y'all. They made me bring y'all this. on. I'm I'll send them y'all the course, episode. Right. I'm like, um, chance. Yeah, y'all need to tap into this. <laughs> me. As long as we get to take the course for free, the three of us oh, for yeah. creating it. <laughs> I am all about supporting y'all's course because you know they be wilding. <laughs> I will grade a paper. I will grade a paper for y'all. Oh my gosh. So uh, we mentioned credit score before. So what are your thoughts regarding credit score and why is it important that we are actually paying attention to that? Because I know that's something that wasn't mentioned to us when we were younger. Like my mom, she was like, she got me a credit card when I was in high school and she's like, we're going to start building your credit. And I was like, what does that what mean? Is that? I was like, I was thinking, oh, I got a car. Right. Swipe, 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 swipe. But when I went out to college, she said, nah, give me that back because you're say, not working. I was literally about to say, I remember yeah. your mama took that thing back She took too. that thing quick. I said, okay. I am weak. <laughs> but yeah, so what are y'all's thoughts revol- revolving around that? Uh, so yeah, credit score, um, I think it's very important just because uh, it's going to, it's going to, it's not unless you just have a whole bunch of capital where you can just buy everything cash is going to come into play down the road. Like when you're looking to purchase a home, they're going to look at your credit score. And that's actually going to decipher uh, the insurance or the um, some of the, how the payment plan is set up with your home. It might decipher, um, it's actually going to come in to decipher your insurance, how much you're paying on your insurance coverage, things like that. Because it's basically just your, bar- literally your borrowing history. So, if you've been paying back on these things like that, then they're gonna they're gonna say, oh, okay, like we we know he's gonna pay it back anyway, so we're gonna make his payments lower. We're gonna make his um, we're not gonna make his interest rate as high. Um, but if they feel like you, uh, they're gonna if they feel like you aren't gonna be paying your things back, they're gonna take advantage of you. They're gonna honestly make your interest rates high because they know they're gonna be getting paid more off of that. So, um, it's gonna come back into play when you're doing things like purchasing a home, um, getting your ins- life insurance. Uh, to, they might even some jobs even look at it because it's basically kind of like a um, something where it basically shows like a level of how responsible you are as a person. Um, so I do feel like it comes around, but it's not. I feel like it's also not as hard to build as people make it um, in a lot of the sense because a lot of times people ruin their credit scores because they go out and get like these credit cards with like maybe these. Uh, they just don't know what goes into the credit score. Mm-hmm. So like um, one of the things is on um, your credit is new. Ten percent of your credit score is new credit. Um, so going out to and getting like, say you go to the mall and you go to Forever 21, they offer you a credit card uh, for like 30% off on a shirt. You go to another store and they offer you another credit card for this to get 10% off on it. Yeah, you just got a little bit of discount on these things, but they, you also just kind of message your credit score because they mm-hmm. just did these entries on it and you just open two new lines of credit. So I feel like people just don't know what goes into it. Um, and your payment history is the, basically the biggest portion of it. So staying current on your payments. Like when I first got my credit card, I was literally only spending it on like gas and groceries, like things I knew I literally would have spent it on mm-hmm. spend it to this day, you know? So, um, and that's still how I utilize it. Now I just utilize it literally for um, the things that I really would my per- what I would purchase. But I also have a, a cash back credit card that where I get 1.5% back on uh, any time I spend money on it. So like mm-hmm. I got probably like $100 racked up right now for my credit. Like if I didn't pay something, or something, I could literally just get it with my credit card and then pay it back with that credit bag that I have right now on my credit or whatever. And they have also have deals when you're opening your credit card. Like, Thanks. I know with my credit card, all I had to do was spend like, what, like $500 yeah. in the first 200 cash back. I like $50 and it was like, bro, all I did was pay my rent with it real quick. Right. Like, that was, For real. Yeah, like stuff you're going to pay anyways. Yeah. yeah. 
That cash back like, is a plus. Yeah, I, yeah. I love I'm that like, cash go ahead and put that towards a credit card. Mm-hmm. I don't want that in my pocket. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I feel like it's very important, but I feel like it's, um, I feel like uh, you want to be aware of it, but I feel like you should also be aware of what goes into it and, and just utilizing it more um, efficiently. And that just comes from education. It's just things we weren't taught when we were younger, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what really moved me to go and teach things like that. Cause like, that's something like doesn't have to harm you. Like your credit can actually be something that's actually an asset to you. It's just a liability to most people. I think credit is very, very important, especially if you don't have a lot of capital starting out. Um, it's basically the way that lenders, banks, whoever you're borrowing money from, that's how they rate you. Like they don't know what you look like. They don't mm-hmm. know. They just know that score. Um, and if your score is low, they're going to give you a high interest rate, which you need to say no. I'm, if you go to the Dodge dealership and you want to buy a new Challenger, a new Charger because you want to be fly, and they give you a twenty percent interest rate, Mm-mm. and y'all you're gonna be car. paying, you're gonna be paying more yeah, in interest than the car is worth. And, and, <laughs> and people don't know that because, like, they just sign their name. Well, I got a car. They, they approve me, mm-hmm. and they don't realize that interest. You're paying more in interest than what the car is worth, than mm-hmm. than how much the car itself costs, and and people don't. When you go to apply for a car, that goes on your credit too, like the, yeah. the hard pool. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to have a lot of hard pools. And, and you want to have some open lines of credit, though. If you only got one credit card, they might look at your score differently than if you have three or four. Um, but don't have high balances on them. Um, a really good thing to do for your credit is to keep your credit utilization low. So if you have a $1,000 credit or a credit card with a $1,000 line on it, um, so that's how much you can spend, you need to keep that below 30%. So don't be maxing your card out <laughs> or t- going to the ATM, taking out a 1000 cat. Don't do that. Don't take out cash. Mm-hmm. Don't spend your credit card wisely. Don't mm-hmm. spend money you don't have. Mm-hmm. That, um, that part. Yeah, that, like don't let, be like, well, let's I'll say that again. Card. <laughs> I'll put it on my credit card no. and I'll go pay it off when I get paid. No, because then your the paycheck is already gone before you even get it, and that's how you get in a hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So only use it when it's necessary. Like personally, I use mine almost for everything, mm-hmm. but I know for a fact I'm going to pay it off in yeah. full ahead of time. I only use it all the time because it gives me cash back. Yeah. So I'm getting a that's, reward for using it. And that's the only reason I do that. If you're in, if you're a student and you have no idea about credit, cause I didn't start growing my credit till my sophomore year of college. Cause I didn't, I knew what credit was, but I didn't know how to get it. I didn't. Mm-hmm. So I, I applied for a discover student card, which I still have to this day. Um, I recommend going to apply for that. It's easy. They approve you like, instantly um and they send you your car and they give you your line so i think my credit line started at like a thousand dollars i was working at the ups store so i won't make it no money but <laughs> i didn't really use it but i had it you know yeah. just in mm-hmm. case and then um but as you start using it i use it all the time now like they'll give you increases on your line yeah mm-hmm. so now i always i stay below 30 percent super easily because my credit limit is a lot higher than it was yeah. um so you know, don't be out here opening credit cards for every store. No, but but no. Um, it's good to have it's good to have some some credit. And then a lot of people ask about student debt because that goes on your credit too, and you don't know that. So mm-hmm. if if y'all y'all are in high school listening to this and you're trying to figure out where you want to college and you choosing between that out of state school where you don't know anybody and it costs sixty thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. and you're choosing that between that and somewhere in state and like UNCG might only be like 4,000 a year, whatever, mm-hmm. please go in state because you yeah. get out of state nine times out of 10 and be unhappy. And it's going to be something you thought it was, but it isn't. And then you're going to come home and then you're going to look at your credit when you graduate <laughs> and you could be like, Oh my Her. gosh. Like, and then they're going to start sending you a bill and you got to pay that. And those refund checks that you were getting thinking you was balling and you yeah. <laughs> going to Miami on spring break. And now they want that back with yeah. interest. Right. Yeah. So 
if mm-hmm. if you're blessed enough to not have to do use any student loans, don't like yeah. you don't want to refund. Like you think you do because everybody else is getting one, but if you if you're like in a position to where your parents can pay for it or you can pay for it out of pocket, and you just have to struggle for a little while, do that because yeah. I take, promise, take yeah, it'll be worth it. Yeah, go yeah. to look, go to a community college if you have to for the first two years. Mm-hmm. Before your university, it's cool and all, but. It, but when you're 23, 24, after you graduated and be you like, got to pay $200 a month to student loans. Yeah. I'm going to say it's thank God for Corona because right now we don't have to make no payments. Yeah. But when they res- hopefully Biden comes through. Oh, like, that's, that's, why I'm saying, that's why I haven't started forgive, paying because girl, that's if he forgive them, I'm, forgive me I'm not mine. giving y'all no money right now. <laughs> I said the same thing because mine, mine are not getting touched. I need forgiveness. <laughs> Luckily, I got really lucky with that, though, because I don't have that many student loans. But that's because I had a lot of grant money mm-hmm. coming to school. But still, I got some and yeah. somebody need to come forgive them for me because mm-hmm. like, Jesus already forgave me of my sins. So I need <laughs> So I know we talked about like, like building credit, but like, what do you think like outside of just opening new lines? Like how can like you really get serious about building your credit? Cause like, I feel like it's hard, like build, open a credit card or you do something and it takes like so many points off, but then like you're paying back for months and you might get like two or three points back. And it's just like, how you going to build it when y'all ain't y'all ain't giving me nothing? Yeah. So I think it depends on what type of loans you're taking out or what type of like if you take a personal loan, say you go to the bank and you take a thousand dollar personal loan and then you pay it all back. You If you're going to go do this, you should already have the money <laughs> for the loan, by the way. Don't just go take loans. But um, paying that back will boost your credit. Paying it faster will boost your credit. Um, and same thing with credit cards. Keep that utilization low. So if you have a thousand dollar limit. Try to spend thirty to fifty dollars a month. Swipe it. Pay it off immediately. Pay it off early. Pay pay it like as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. Never be late. And then um, other things like car loans. So when I bought the Tesla, my score. Y'all heard that? <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> Tesla. Period. Run that. You heard what she got? My score. I had a good score already, but my score dropped because that's a loan. Like that's the first car loan I've ever had. Like mm-hmm. so, my score was like. Phew, and I was right. like, oh, my God. <laughs> but oh like my God. after two or three months of like making my payments on time. Yeah, it goes back up. My score is higher than it was now than it was before. So it's just about patience and it's about knowing what to finance and what not to finance. Mm-hmm. Like I think I, we financed a couch when we were in college one time. Um, that made my score go down at, at like right at the first and then right back up once we paid it off. Mm-hmm. So paying things off early, paying things off on time um, definitely help your score overall. Oh, I feel like I done got so much knowledge. I know. That, <laughs> that was like, great, y'all. This was a great episode, y'all. Like, I feel like, ooh, I'm finna go home and open up a notebook, take get, some notes. <laughs> get some researching. I'm gonna get the researching. While my, this is my one day off this week. It Honestly. seems like I need to use it to get my money right. Right. We might have to do a little IG live with him. <laughs> no, <laughs> honestly. The episode I air. Think- Everybody get out your pencils and paper. We right. need to learn. Uh, no, I, I'm so serious. Like, I feel like you, in just a short amount of time, y'all gave us so much knowledge. So I'm about to be like Chris and go buy Lexus's class because <laughs> and, get <to> work. <laughs> and get to work. And uh, the free one. Get the free The free. Oh, start the free. with the free y'all, one. With I the meant free. that. People like Damn, y'all that, heard that? Yeah. Free. I start with the free. It's you have free no reason to, to not learn. Yeah. Not for real. And it's not like no little play play stuff. Like, she is like for she, real. Yeah, they're on it. You heard what the girl drive right out of college? They are on it. She wants to help you. It's free. Go, go and then, grab and that. You because like that, when the price go up, the price go up. Yeah, and if you if you like what you see in the free guide and you're interested in more, um, then go get the options course because mm-hmm. options is it's, it's mm-hmm. a different ball game. It's it's mm-hmm. a different beast. But 
you can learn it. It's not. Yeah. It's not rocket science. If you could, if you can graduate from college, you can learn options. <laughs> right. Trust so me. that college was no was no joke. Oh, both of these, both of these individuals, they have wealths of knowledge. Yeah, they really do, y'all. Like we're pointing you to them. We that will began. definitely have their social medias in our episode notes. So reach out to them. Don't if you go have get questions. on their nerves, though. Yeah, and don't, don't tell them nerves. we sent you if you're gonna annoy them. <laughs> Have them be a little guest speaker. Get your little group of friends together (laughs) and just have them. So to close our podcast, we do like to leave our listeners with the tip of the week. Since this has been so good, I do want to get a tip from both y'all because, like, they need to hear it. Yeah, they need both of y'all knowledge. So, Alexis, we'll start with you. Um, My tip would be just don't be intimidated by big numbers. Don't be intimidated by what your current income is. Your current situation does not reflect your future situation mm. at all Period. like i don't th- two years ago no matter of fact the beginning of this year i had 500 dollars in my bank account i had just graduated college i didn't have a job i didn't have nothing so you can do whatever you put your mind to work hard um and be disciplined mm-hmm. and you'll see it'll pay off mm, i like that chris uh mine's kind of like a two-part i just want to first start off by saying uh money is only gonna make you more who you are so you may definitely want to make sure you Start right with yourself, uh, right with whatever you believe in, whether it be the most high, whether it be the universe. Like, make sure you're in a good place because you're only, it's like I said, money's only going to amplify who you are as a person. So, uh, making sure you're, you're right spiritually is very important before you even, like, and it's only going to help you acquire that wealth and more purely and honestly more efficiently because your mind's going to be in the right place. And then, as you're going to doing so, um, really. Uh, delayed gratification is huge because, like, just being able to realize that you're sacrificing these short-term things, whether it be a night out with your friends, whether it be a pair of shoes, something, a chain, or something like that. Really, you're just you're really just sacrificing. It's really just a sacrifice for what you really could have later in life. Because a lot of the things that we worry about right now as young people, Instagram likes and um, people liking our outfits and stuff like that. None of that does don't matter ten years down the road. Mm-hmm. So really, just realizing that and being able to see through that and actually being able to put what actually is important, which is how we're going to live our lives later in life, like how what type of family we want to have, how we want to live in our family, that delayed gratification, being able to have the life you want later is going to be a lot more worth it. Sounds good. That was good. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> <Nice on> that. <laughs> if you like this episode, please leave us a review and follow us on our social media. Don't forget to share our podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever. Also, if you have a topic or want our perspective and or advice on anything, send us a message via our social media, which is located in the episode notes. Or you can always email us at pureperspectivespodcast at gmail.com. Who knows? It might be part of our next discussion. As always, thank you for your continued support and we'll see you again real soon.